Hi, I'm Sabrina Petrofessa. And I'm Lily Rugo. And this is Earth's Mightiest Fangirls. Today we're talking about the Disney Plus series Hawkeye. Yeah, the last one to round out 2021. I know, we are we are entering 2022 talking about the last 2021 property. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There we go. I feel yeah. like... I think it's also the last Disney Plus show for a little bit, right? It's the last Marvel thing until May. Wow. Which is Multiverse of Madness, so... Wow. Yeah. We'll, we'll, plan, for, we'll plan that later, but here we go. Exactly. So, the Hawkeye series was um, Clint Barton in New York with Kate Bishop doing some stuff against some mafia bros. Mm-hmm. And, like, literally bros. The tracksuit mafia. <laughs> bro. 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 It was, it was a little nuts. I didn't realize that was a Marvel thing. I thought I mean, it was just a j- joke. It was a lot. I enjoyed it. It, it was funny. It was a joke based off of a Marvel thing, and I yeah. loved it so much. I thought <laughs> I thought that they were all so great. Um, hit us with the stats, Lily. All right. So, oh, it doesn't have when it aired. It aired, what, December? It, it aired the week of Thanksgiving. Okay, that's so weird. It doesn't have the date. Anyways, it aired uh, November through December of 2021. The director, so it says... Bert and Birdie, which apparently like put together those two are a female directing duo. They did yeah. three episodes. Uh, and then Rise Thomas did three episodes. I don't know what order is what. And uh, on IMDb, the credits are listed fairly strangely. So I'm going to go with Jonathan Igla as the head writer and tanner bean as the executive story editor along with katrina Mathewson as executive story editor and i'm sorry to everyone else listed on this i'm going to skip you there's a lot of names and i don't even know where to begin i could just read them but we're not doing that i'm sorry so um controversially there is a name that people think should be credited and is not credited because this series was really 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 heavily inspired by um matt fraction's 2012 hawkeye run Mm. so uh, there there's a lot of people saying like he deserved way more credit than he got for it Mm -hmm. um and i think that the i don't remember the the artist's name who like drew that comic right was but that like he also deserved a lot of more credit because they were stealing not stealing it's like all marvel right they, they own were, it but they weren't crediting but they were taking like visuals directly from that run as well mm, mm-hmm. oh is that the purple suit yeah oh okay the whole purple like aesthetic the christmas mm-hmm. time like setting like every oh. a lot of it like even like the story itself i believe oh okay is um a really big borrowed from that run so that's just like one of the things that was discussed about this as well Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um also i really loved this show i think that it was the first show that disney plus has done that actually felt like television i would agree with that um i really enjoyed this show it took me a while to get into i think it's better as a complete package than 
truncated, I guess, if that makes sense. Which, I mean, I guess you could say that for any TV show, whatever. But overall, it wasn't until the series finished that I liked the whole thing versus, like, watching it episode by episode. Okay, interesting, because I watched it week to week, Mm -hmm. and I really enjoyed it week to week. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I was, like, meh about the finale, but that... Yeah. I I need to rewatch it, and I told myself I was going to rewatch it, and then I didn't, because, like... (laughs) The day that I watched it, I was in a really bad mood mm-hmm. from, like, not Hawkeye, and I right. wasn't able to pull myself out of it, so I yeah. don't know if that just affected how I felt about the last episode, but we're also mm-hmm. going to talk about it. Okay. Um, but I think generally, like, as a whole, I would give this show, like, an 8 out of 10. Mm. Okay. Which is probably higher than I rate most of the other Disney Plus TV shows. Right. I think I'd give it a solid seven. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that it did a solid job of like storytelling, and it did mm-hmm. a lot of the things that I wanted to do. Like he, like it, they finally made Clint Barton interesting. Yeah, and like finally made him the character that we all thought that he could be. Yeah. Um, they made him deaf and hard of hearing mm-hmm. slash hard of hearing, which um I loved. Right. Because I. I, like, finally. <laughs> and, yeah, long time um, coming. I mean, the I think, whole series, I think, was just long time coming. Yes, yes. I think a lot of what people were saying about it was, like, I'm so mad that this is good and that I like it because if it's good and the characterization of Clint is good, that means they always had the capacity to do this and they just never <laughs> did it. Ouch, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's the frustrating thing. Right. Um, I don't want to get too bogged down in plot because this was, you know, six episodes, a lot of a lot of time. Uh, I think just character-wise. Um, I think this I was guess, definitely more character-driven than plot-driven anyways. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely was. I think I loved Kate Bishop as a character. I, I love, like, her. She's really funny. I think Haley <laughs> Seinfeld did a really good job of, like, playing that funny part of her. I actually really love that she's, like, our age- or in our age group. I think, so you, we got into it, because the first three episodes, three or four episodes, I didn't like Kate much. No. Um, and you, and you, I, t- you told me to stop TikTok analyzing you, and I was like, but I don't like the way that you're talking about this. It, it like, okay. didn't sound great. <laughs> you can't say that out of context. Let me finish my sentence. Anyways, I forgot, I think, that she was younger than what she was portraying. I guess I, I was thinking of her as, Mid twenties, early twenties, when she's like twenty, like yeah. if she's still in college, she's still dumb. Like yeah, and I oh I always really appreciated Haley Steinfeld's portrayal of the kind of like starstruck teen or like the starstruck um, aspect of her. Like she's really competent. I didn't think mm-hmm. she wasn't competent, um, but I did like her dynamic with Clint of just her trying to kind of like get in there and like join the gang and like yeah. Play she's it cool when she's so, so hard obviously losing hero. her cool. Yeah. Um, and so what, what Sabrina's talking about is I texted Sabrina. I was just like, I don't like how cocky she is. And I'm going to pull up receipts. Give me one <laughs> one second. Lily, I'm going to ask you to internalize that. Okay, hang on. Sorry. Okay. Um, so I said, I like speak the, f- in the a- Speak in the way that you think that I said it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to impression of you. I'm not going to roast you. Yeah. <laughs> So I said, here we go, verbatim, I like the fangirl aspect, that's fun, 
but I but she's pretty cocky so far. And Sabrina responded with, Lily, I'm going to ask you to internalize that and ask yourself why you don't like a cocky villain. And I said, villain? Woman, sorry, a cock- cocky woman. My mouse was in the way. Um, and then I responded with, she's in the way, do not TikTok analyze me. And then I see you said, I'm not TikTok analyzing. Um, our, but our favorite character is literally Tony Stark, who is the cockiest bee on the planet. And then I said, <laughs> I will explain this on the podcast. So now we're here. And the reason that got frustrated me so much is because my favorite character in the entirety of Avatar The Last Airbender is Azula. I don't have issues with cocky women. And I realized later, and I was talking to Sabrina about this, I have issues with reckless women. Or not even just women, just reckless characters. The characters who are overconfident or just don't think things through. And I was just like, get out of the way. And I specifically the scene that I didn't like was when um, Clint let himself get captured by the tracksuits. And then she comes crashing through the window. I was like, come on, kid. Girl, what are you doing? He had this under control, and now you're just in the way. Now you're just a moving part for him to have to function around. And that is one of my least favorite tropes of characters, is the one who's just like, yeah, doesn't think things through, and then charges ahead. And I'm just like, no. She And I ended up coming around to the character. I really liked her. I'm really glad that you came around to this character because I was very much like I don't understand you don't like her (laughs) like I don't get it like she's so fun she's so like ridiculous she's just kind of like being the person that I want her to be Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I I truly truly loved that right she was just such a shining light of the the (laughs) entire show um I I liked her introduction um Mm mm-hmm of, like, the reason why she wanted to become a hero is, like, is from the Avengers, like, the that the first, the Battle of New York, and where mm-hmm. she felt powerless, and, like, she saw Hawkeye, and yeah. was like, I can be that. Yeah. And I just loved that motivation, and then she just, like, went to work, and she became <laughs> an archer, she'd be, she's got a black belt, she can yeah. sword fight, like, she is everything that I want to be. Honestly, she she genuinely is the one of, like, we all have... I feel like if you're a fan of action, magical things, we all have that, like, perfect image of just, like, what if I did this? Like, how, how, how long would it take if I signed up for a class and did this? And she actually did it. So props to yeah. her. I love that. Love that for her. Like, exactly. Like, that's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. She's she's just great. She's just great. And speaking of great new characters, um, Maya, Echo, love her. I wish we knew more about her because as someone watching it with no context, she felt like a comic tease. Like there was obviously, sorry, there was obviously a lot oh, going she on. Is. Yeah, there was a, a lot going on with her and this setup. And I wish that they'd spent less time on anticipation and more follow through. Like, I want to know everything about this character, but now I'm just left wondering. And so, so I was, I didn't appreciate that because I think they should have picked their villain more. They think they lost focus on Maya and I was bummed. But I think that that's what they were trying to go for is that like Maya's not the villain here. Yeah. Which, yeah, she's yeah. not. 
she's a victim and she's blinded by her her rage and her need for revenge yeah but that she isn't ultimately the villain Mm -hmm. um which is what i love so maya is um deaf indigenous and an amputee which is not something that happens in the in the in the comics Mm -hmm. the actor herself is deaf and an amputee and they just added Mm -hmm. her limb loss into the the story yeah which i think is amazing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i i think part of her introduction in this is that like she is she's got her own show coming up oh okay cool in, thank like, god the next year or so so i think that explains like, they so much were just trying to introduce her and get people excited for her mm-hmm. but let me tell you if if whatever directors shoot her the same way that she was shot in this show i'm gonna be big mad right yeah you brought this up on tiktok and you, you should definitely elaborate I need people who are directing deaf characters or deaf people um, or just people using sign language Mm -hmm. to zoom out, Mm -hmm. to pan out and stop focusing in on people's faces when they're using sign language because that's not where the language is happening Mm -hmm. and that means we're missing the dialogue. Yeah. And I think it's because it's coming from this perspective of like well for hearing people and hearing languages Mm -hmm. english whatever blah blah blah, spoken languages Mm -hmm. the dialogue is coming from like your your mouth right and like you don't have to focus about anywhere else because like the the language is coming out of your mouth and like emotions are happening on your face and you know half of asl is facial expression Mm -hmm. but because facial expression with hand movement is part of the language you're mm-hmm. actually missing out on half of what the dialogue is supposed to be right and i think that that was just one of the most frustrating things that i ever experienced <laughs> yeah because i was like i as someone who knows asl not fluently but knows it enough i was really excited to like watch the asl mm-hmm. and like see how they show it like see how she signs see Mm -hmm. how the people around her sign like if they sign and i was really excited for that but every time that she had dialogue it was right up in her face yeah so how am i supposed to see the dialogue how am i supposed to see what echo is saying Mm -hmm. if i can only see her face right and i like you're forced to look at the captions because they're not panning out enough to be able to actually see what's happening in the scene yeah and that's my big, like, negative about this show as a whole is, like, how they mm-hmm. framed the deaf character. Yeah. Even, and it might have been because I saw your TikTok first and that was something I was keeping in mind. But even as someone completely unfamiliar with ASL, I also was really frustrated that by that framing of every shot. Because you can, you can tell that they're doing more things with their body than what is being shown on camera. And you're like, this is an easy problem to solve. Yeah. Why didn't you zoom out? Yeah, Why didn't and I you also, zoom out? I also um, find it not okay. Again, I'm not obviously not deaf or hard of hearing, and I don't use sign language like in my daily life. But something that I was like, wow, this makes it kind of harder to see what they're saying was like her thick gloves. 
Mm. Because you couldn't really see what her fingers were doing, and that's important. Mm. Um, and she was constantly wearing those thick, thick gloves. <laughs> and the other thing is, like, I don't... The, the actress is deaf. The actress is deaf. So, like, I can't really criticize the way that she signs. Right. Um, but I just wonder... I, 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 I've never seen her in interviews or anything, so I wonder what the difference between, like, her naturally signing is and what, like, her stage signing is. Hmm. Like, that's something that I'm curious about. Because sometimes you notice it, because sometimes, like on screen like an actor a deaf actor will sign a little differently because mm. they want to make sure that their signs are like a lot clearer oh yeah yeah than like a casual conversation that makes sense yeah um so i'm kind of curious about that mm-hmm. but like that's like also not like a negative or i'm not criticizing that that's just i'm curious something about you thought it. of that's yeah fair. yeah um, um i'm so glad she like... has a show though because i didn't know that and i was gonna be so mad if marvel had all of this set up and they were like mm, maybe she'll get a show because i'm very used to just not marvel specifically just enter media companies doing that so i'm glad there was no a, i guess a she's reason confirmed yeah. yeah she's confirmed i'm really excited about that good um one of the things that i think is interesting also about her i just wanted to mention quickly is that at some point, like, when she's holding her father in his dying arms, um, that's not funny, but I don't, I don't know why I, like, chuckled a little bit of that. Continue. He, he puts his hand, like, on her cheek. Right. And, like, leaves a bloody handprint. Um, and that's, like, very part of her, like, comic book character. Like, she does have that, like, she has, like, a hand i can't want to say paw print which is like not the right word handprint on her face and that's like stylistically something like it was a callback to the comics but i think specifically it is also a callback to the mmiw uh epidemic murdered and missing indigenous women oh um because a lot of like native women will put like draw a red handprint on over their mouth when they protest as like a statement against right you know their murdered and missing right um family members sisters friends mm-hmm. um and i just thought that was like cool like oh. that they they made the effort to incorporate that at some point during the show that is cool uh the yeah. more you know thank you for sharing that yes yeah um yeah, her her storyline is also interesting because like her entire her father and like his entire crew was murdered by Ronan, aka Hawkeye. And right. That's what starts this whole thing is that Hawkeye. I know I didn't said I didn't really want to be heavy <laughs> on the plot, but just like really quickly, like yeah. starts the whole thing because like um, Kate went and followed her stepfather because she was like, I don't trust you, right? And um, he was bidding on like stolen stuff from the avengers compound which included mm-hmm. ronin's like suit uh, a sword his, yeah. his sword like a watch yeah. like other a bunch of stuff from the avengers compound oh and i have a question about that but we can save that we're gonna save that we're gonna save that i know what i know oh it's separate but, question separate question but continue okay um and um like kate puts on the ronin suit to mm-hmm. fight the tracksuit mafia who like busts into <laughs> yeah. the 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 what are those called auctions yeah the because um, uh, they want specifically they want the watch that's why they're at that auction yeah the tracksuit right. mafia specifically wants the watch and then she um, just puts on the ronin suit to fight them yeah and like keep her identity hidden 
Um, and then the tracksuit mafia follows her and they think that she is Ronan, which right. is like kind of ridiculous when you think about it. She's 20, which means that she was, ro- yeah. she was been Ronan for the last five years, but she was started at 15. Yeah. <laughs> like nobody thought like, uh, she's clearly not Ronan. Like yeah. she's not a 15 Also the tracksuits were not assassin. the, the thinkers. <laughs> no, but Maya yeah. should have been. True. Yeah. And I think she did know that like it wasn't Kate. Mm, but she wanted to know, like, she figured Kate knew the the real identity, yeah. And she kind of assumed that, like, Clint knew, and it was really easy. Like, she was putting those dots together. She was like, Clint is clearly, like, she was putting those dots together, mm-hmm, that Clint mm-hmm. was Ronan. Yeah. Um. So Maya's whole thing is revenge. Right. And it, and it culminates into this moment between Clint and uh, Maya, where Clint goes to her in the Ronan getup, and like, mm-hmm. like has a big fight and he takes down all the tracksuit mafia around before she even he even like approaches her right um they have a really badass fight and i saw a tiktok of someone and i do not even care who this person was because they were wrong <laughs> that they were like how can you lead me to believe that maya is as good of a fighter as clint like they did not hype that up why would i think that she's on his level blah 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 blah, and i was like she's on his level because she is like i don't know <laughs> what to tell you they don't need to spend like four episodes hyping her this woman up. yeah yeah like clearly she's not a mary sue she's been fighting since she was a little girl because we mm-hmm. did get that scene of her fighting in her like yeah like a kitty karate class yeah. kitty martial arts class yeah yeah um and clearly she's been training ever since mm-hmm. so why wouldn't she be as good as him also, uh, no, this isn't, like, to write away her things. Because, one, she's the leader of this gang already. Like, yeah. she's maybe not, like, top tier, but she is the leader of this gang. So, like, gotta have some, she's gotta have some skills to back that up. Um, yeah. And also, she is much younger than Clint. So, I assume if she's at peak, she is at peak fighting form. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> anyway, I hate that. Um and I really liked the interactions between Maya and Clint. And I mm. thought that we were going to get more from his, like their initial, um, their initial interaction. She notices that he has a hearing aid and immediately is like, untie him. Like mm. if he uses ASL, like that's how he communicates, like right. untie his hands right now. Right. Um, which I loved. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, and she says to him, like, you'd be better off without your hearing aids you uh, will probably see the world more clearer if you, like, accept that part of yourself. Mm. Which I loved, and I thought that we were going to get more of that. Yeah. We, like, we, I thought we were going to get more of that kind of growth from Clint, but right. clearly that did not happen because he immediately went to go fix his hearing aids after yeah. they got broken. <laughs> this I show was not was for r- Clint Barton growth. <laughs> no. Um, I do think that that was rude of Maya to destroy his hearing aid, but... <laughs> whatever yeah um, i also i did like whenever she asked him like can you sign and he was like and he said the only thing he knew how to say was like i want more cookie yeah <laughs> and i was like um, yeah, i mean i just thought that was like a funny and it also made sense of just like yeah it just made sense it was a yeah fun, it was a good moment yeah and then um i liked how in that that second scene of them being together and like talking mm. we were hearing it from maya's perspective so we saw that she was lip reading and like not catching every word, but mm. also like picking up his signs. Like you could see 
how from her perspective like she would lose words Mm -hmm. and it was like realistic I think it was the first time I ever saw someone like she constantly had someone with her interpreting right and um she didn't have the like savant lip reading capabilities (laughs) that most deaf characters do and I think that that was like so accurate and so real Mm -hmm. um and I really appreciated that yeah yeah for sure and in general, I did like their, just where the two characters interacted in um, overall, because, like, Clint understands the, like, what it means to be driven by revenge. That's, yeah, and that's what that whole... Like, he, he is the reason she is so driven by revenge. So I really like that he was able to... I think that was my favorite thing about Clint, this series, is the way he was able to relate to the people who were in the most pain. Mm-hmm. Because he's been through it. Yeah, and he, like, very clearly states in that scene... Like, I was so blinded by my grief mm-hmm. and my need for revenge that I was able to be used as a tool by your boss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I don't think I knew that about the Ronin backstory. I thought he was just vigilante worldwide justice. But I, I didn't realize he I, was t- getting orders. I think he was implying that, like, he got a tip and it came directly from his from kingpin oh okay are i mean you said it are we going into it <laughs> i guess we can so um kingpin is eluded from the very beginning of this is he um kind of yeah like the second that uh, a man in a suit approached maya as a little girl we everyone was like <gasps> is that is that him is that vincent like oh am i a doofus i don't remember that at all Uh-oh. I mean, like, because her dad was always talking about an uncle. Oh. And so people were assuming it was him because in Maya's original backstory, um, she, her dad dies. Right. And then she's raised by Kingpin and he is, like, her father after that. That makes like, sense. He, that puts a lot of the, I mean, I could kind of gather that was the relationship in the years that weren't shown, but that yeah. makes sense that that is more widely known. It's just that originally in the comics, um, Ronan isn't the person who, like, kills her dad or, like, oh. that that Kingpin, like, says kills her dad. Right. Um, it's Daredevil. So they have to have that moment oh. where they're, like... Yeah, so there's, like, a moment in the comics where, where they're talking and saying, like... And, and Daredevil says to her, like, I didn't kill anybody. I don't kill people. Right. Um, it was, it was your, uh, your father figure. It was, um, it was Kingpin. Well, now I want that. I love what we got. I want that though. Anyway. I know. I, listen, um, very quick spoilers for No Way Home. And at this point, if you haven't seen it, that's your fault. (laughs) Um, we have Matt back. We have Daredevil back. We do have Daredevil back. We might be getting those interactions. Oh, I would kill for those. Wow. I'm not thinking about Hawkeye anymore. Anyways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Kingpin is, Kingpin, Kingpin is back, which I didn't see coming at all up until the reveal. And I think I texted you in all caps when it happened. You did. You did. You were so excited. Yeah. When Kingpin finally, like, shows his face, <laughs> I was also excited because, so it's at the end of the episode. It was a really grainy photo. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, between Clint and Kate, and Kate was, like, 
who's this person with my mom? Right. And Clint says, that's the guy I've been worried about this entire time. That's the kingpin. And everyone is like, <gasps> at home. Mm-hmm. And when you see the photo, you're like, is that him? I literally sat through the credits. Yeah. I watched the credits to confirm that it was Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> and it was. Yeah. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe he was coming back. Yes. And, like, the thing that was insane about that is that, like, he was confirmed that Wednesday, like, that episode aired and mm-hmm. that little grainy photo of him. Mm-hmm. And then three days later, No Way Home came out. With Matt. With 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 Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock. So. Nuts. Absolutely insane. Yeah. And I think that um, the most... Um, this is not the dare- this is not the kingpin we saw in Daredevil. It is not in any way. I there was I mean, the actor knows Kingpin really well and I you've told me like how much he loves being Kingpin and you mm-hmm. still see that. You still see a dedication to his role. I just it he's not I think there is a different essence to him and I miss There is. I missed the Daredevil one. Well, so okay, I think Jay Stubes on TikTok said it very accurately, which is um that the Kingpin in Daredevil shows his strength and his might and his power through um, savagely beating someone or like savagely like crushing their door, crushing their skull in the door of a car. Mm -hmm. Like all of the stuff that you skipped through because it was too bloody. Absolutely. Yep. Right? That's how he shows like his power um, and his like villainy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in that show and it's more based in like something more grounded to reality Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i think that's part of why i didn't like him in hawkeye is that when he comes face to face with kate i was like oh kate's dead yeah absolutely and this was before i even like saw how how he fought her right right um because the, 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 the kingpin I know would just, like, I don't know, pick her up and snap her in half. Like, yeah, we saw kingpin like... get up and throw, what was Dex, and just, like, snap his back against the wall. Yeah. Like, uh, that's what I was kind of assuming was going to happen. Not, um, Kate shot him with an, no, not even that. Kate's mm-hmm. mom hit him with a car through a window in, like, a storefront. Yeah. And he got up. Kate shot him with an arrow in the chest, and he just, like, pulled it out like it was nothing. She blew him up with explosive arrows, and he got up to live another day. Right. There was something a little superhuman about him that wasn't... That's not his power. Yeah, that's not necessarily inaccurate to the comics. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. because Kingpin is in that level kind of otherworldly. Like, not mm-hmm, that he mm-hmm. has superpowers, but, like, he just kind of is innately that tough. Right. Um, and I was like, oh, like, they're going, like, real comic-y in this mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. Like, that was my impression of that. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like... This is, this is, this is where we're going. And I wasn't like super fan of that because up until that point, the show had been slightly grounded. Right. Yeah. You know, it was, it was, it was pretty grounded in what felt like real reality. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but in that moment, I was like, oh, like it fell off. Yeah. And also the initial, so right after the reveal, we get the the conversation Kingpin has with Kate's mom. We find out that whole backstory of like, she's not, I guess kind of his minion. She's manipulated by him. She owes him a lot of money. She's done a lot of crime. And there was something about well, his her conversation. Dad owed her owed him a lot of money. Her dad. So owed her mom him a lot did a bunch of crime, right? To pay off the dad's debt. Yeah, um, but there was something about their conversation that a lot of his smoothness, a lot of his gravitas, that's propped up by his like the sheer amount of violence he's willing to commit at any point. I thought was a little lost. And I missed that. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I was I was in awe of Kingpin because I knew who he was, and I'm wondering if someone who wasn't aware would still feel that trepidation that he always brings with him, you know? Mm-hmm. The and Hawaiian like, shirt was also a touch. Not sure how I felt about which, that one. Which, it, it is comic book accurate. Oh, it and is? And that was Vincent D'Onofrio's idea. He wanted that. Oh, okay. Because he was always wearing, like, black in uh, Daredevil. I, so I... Th- Yes, um, which is part of why I think ultimately, and a lot of people have been speculating, is that um, he's a variant. This is a variant. What what they're going, what Disney is going to oh. be doing is going to, they're not going to consider the Marvel's Defender shows as canon to this MCU universe. Okay, I see and what you mean. They're going to reintroduce them as part of this timeline, um, and then that will okay. be a separate timeline. I will accept that more than Kingpin lost his his judge. Yeah, well, because Vincent D'Onofrio, um, I don't have the article, but um, I can probably find it and we can link to it, where he says that he was he played. Um, he played Kingpin exactly how he, not exactly, like, he played him from the same emotional, like, pool that Mm. he played him from Daredevil. It just manifested differently. Which, that's fair. I wouldn't expect, it's been a while since he's been in this role. He, like, things change. I I don't, I don't think that, like, it manifested differently because of him. I think it manifests differently because of, like, the like the script like he he Mm -hmm, brought the mm -hmm. same level from daredevil into Mm. this Mm -hmm. um but because this is a different kingpin Mm -hmm. um he wanted to make sure that the character was played with a similar like mentality you know a similar Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. zhuzh i don't know yeah, I can't um, think of the word. But this is clearly this is clearly a variant of that character. He's not the same guy. I see that. Um, and again, I was just really, I guess, scarred. But I was expecting so much more violence during that fight with Kate. I was like, oh yeah, I didn't think she was gonna die just because of like main character rules. But I was like, wow, he's really going easy on this kid. Well, so I'm it, with you on it, that. It turned comic comic booky. Mm-hmm. And then the That's last what thing that was. I guess we can talk about for Kingpin. Um, he died? No. He didn't? Maya shot him. No. Maya what? shot him in the comic books, too, in the eyes, and he survives that and only comes out of that blinded. 
What? Listen, the thing that the the thing that The Walking Dead has taught me, um, <laughs> as I was a very avid fan of that, the thing mm-hmm. the thing that The Walking Dead taught me was that nobody is dead unless you see the body. That is absolutely. We did true. not see the body. Yeah, yeah. There's, I, there's, a, I want Kingpin to go out a different way. I also kind of want Kingpin to not go out, you know. So I'm, no, because he's a massive villain for so yeah. many characters. Yeah. Um. But okay, cool. I'm glad you cleared that there, up because yeah. it was a lot. Yeah, you were like, "Is he dead?" And I was like, "We will discuss." <laughs> Um, and no, he's not. I, I, at least, I don't believe that he is. Because I think that they're going to follow some version of that. There's no way they bring Vincent D'Onofrio back for one episode. It was just one Absolutely episode. Absolutely not. Like, why? Yeah. Th- a one episode of one random show? No. <laughs> I, also, like, I guess if I, Maya has her own show, it sounds like he would show up in that, right? Yeah, and if they bring back Daredevil, he'll show up in that. And he might show up in Spider-Man because he's a Spider-Man villain too. He is. I learned that through Spider-Verse. Yeah. So there's just a lot happening here. And I think that, Mm -hmm. like, he needs to come back. Absolutely. It was so nice to see him again. I was really excited. And I I, know at a point, is this a critique of him or even the writing? It was just different. And that's what we're pointing Mm -hmm. out. Because it was just really nice to see him again. All right. Also, the next thing that we need to discuss. Yes. Yelena. Absolutely. I am so glad this wasn't spoiled for me. I lost it when she showed up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. again, I don't know how I did any didn't... of us. No. Okay, so the next... What was it? No, okay, so um, it was accidentally spoiled for me because it was the day after... Or maybe it was, but whatever. One of my roommates was like, hey, do I need to watch Hawkeye? I heard Florence Pugh is in it. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I guess it was spoiled for me. It was the it was the day of, because I was watching them all in a row. Uh, and uh, she showed up and I was like, oh, hey, Elaine is here. <laughs> but like still when that scene was happening, there was a rooftop fight scene in like the third mm-hmm. episode. Third or fourth, yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, and... She's, like, out of nowhere there, and you're like, oh, that's Maya. And then I was like, why is Maya's face covered? Like, that seems not smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we see Maya, you're like, oh. Wait a minute. Oh, my God. That's yeah. Yelena. That's for sure Yelena. Well, because, like, it was alluded that she would be in this, right? Um, it was? She was hired to kill Hawkeye at the oh. end of Black Widow. Like, we... We kind of knew that she was going to show up. It wasn't confirmed or anything, but, like, I was like, Mm -hmm. you can't lay groundwork like that and then not put her in the show. That's true. I thought... That was rude. I thought that follow-through was going to come later in a different movie. So I was... Wow, I really just don't put one and one together. I was not expecting her in the (laughs) show at all. Even though it would have... Yeah, it obviously it clearly makes sense. But it was such a big thing, I thought that was going to be a movie follow through so i was delighted it happened sooner yeah um yeah it was amazing and i i think that like the the very next episode where there's the confrontation between kate and yelena Mm -hmm. was incredible i love these two characters on screen together because yelena's amazing she's so charismatic and like chill in a very lethal way because she doesn't actually 
she doesn't really have a whole she doesn't care a whole lot about things that she doesn't mm-hmm. need to and she doesn't really care about kate but she's learning to she kind of does by the end of it but like as far yeah. as she's concerned kate is just like this fun quirky girl that she doesn't understand but she's like attached herself to the target so now she's in the way but yeah. she's like not mad at her about she's it. like nicely saying hey like back off i'm here to kill clint barton and i need you to back off yeah like i don't want to hurt you you're not a part of this don't and, make like, yourself she a part literally of this. did throw her off the roof and remove her from the situation to not kill mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. yeah uh i do love um, the the apartment scene that was great yeah. <laughs> so i'm gonna shock you with this next statement okay I do not ship Kate and Yelena. Uh, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that people do, but I didn't realize that was the ship of the moment. It is the ship of the moment. Fascinating. And I am staunchly against it because Yelena is asexual and aromantic. I I mean, yeah. (laughs) I don't... Oh, No, like, the character in the comic books is asexual and aromantic. Oh. Okay, okay. I was going to say, because I, I mean, I guess I can see where people would pick up on those vibes, but, like, I, I didn't. No, I just I enjoyed some, some friendship. Listen, your, your ace ass would never pick up on any I would never, sexual would tension <laughs> anyway. I called Loki and Sil- uh, Sylvie before you did, but that's uh. not something I'm proud of. Anyways, that's continue. also because I literally hate incest, and that's basically what that was. <laughs> okay, for the record, I also hate incest. No, I feel like I need to say that. Anyways, continue. No, but, like, I, I like, I literally will not see it ever. Like, mm-hmm. I just refuse mm-hmm. to, like, acknowledge it even when it's happening. That's fair. Um, Like, that's how much I black that out. That's fair. Um... No, you also don't like incest. Let <laughs> <laughs> the no, record but, show. Um, but the thing, like the thing is, is that people are shipping them because they're like, oh my god, like we never got Black Widow and Hawkeye originally. Like this is our second <gasps> oh. chance. This is the reincarnation of it, right? Okay. And they're le- and they could be lesbians. Like clearly, they're like Kate was being queer in the in the suits, and like Yelena is just like Yelena. So <laughs> obviously, and like. I, Again, I enjoy that logic. Okay. I I would have I would have been down for it mm-hmm. if Yelena is not canonically asexual yeah. and aromantic. Mm-hmm. So we're not trying to um, erase other queer identities just mm-hmm. for a different queer identity. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I I would agree with that. So that's where I'm at with that, and like, I even had a friend who like has nothing to do with MC uh, like Marvel. Like they don't really do Marvel, but mm-hmm. they sent me. Um, the AO3 tag of Yelena slash Kate Bishop. Um, and there's a good amount of fic in there mm-hmm. right now. And I am, and like, they asked me like thoughts. And I said, absolutely not. <laughs> Yelena's asexual and aromantic. Mm-hmm. This is disgusting because lesbians are being really weird about it. Oh, yeah. Like, like I flat out saw videos of people going, I just think that like, the lesbian representation is more important than the asexual representation. Uh-oh. Which is BS. Uh-oh. Yeah. No, that's that's, that's a red flag. Not a That's fan disgusting. Of that. That's nope. a disgusting mentality and I do not support it. Yeah. Also, I think if you you know, if, if fic writers out there wanted to be really inclusive and somewhat radical, you could write a really 
wonderful platonic relationship about these two. Like, you can have intense, uh, very emotionally fulfilling relationships, but they're not romantic. And uh, I will die on this hill because it's not that surprising of a hill. Like, I don't understand why this is even a hill. But... (laughs) It's because you're asexual. (laughs) (laughs) If people wanted to take that angle with it, I think Kate and Yelena could still have a very fulfilling relationship. They're just not going to be a couple about it. I think that we're going to get the buddy duo that we never got with Nat and Clint. I would also really appreciate that. Like, because we barely got that in the first place. I know. We just got, Um, we got told. We never showed, we were never showed. Yeah. And, okay, so the thing that I really, really wanted to talk about Mm. is that Yelena at one point says to, to Kate, Avenger, what does that word even mean? Mm -hmm. It means that you can just get away with doing all of the bad things that you've done before. Mm. and i'm paraphrasing but like that's basically what she says Mm -hmm. and and kate says well when you choose to help people when you choose to do what he does like there will be casualties Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and yelaine is properly upset about that because (laughs) to her knowledge he killed natasha right um but i think in a greater context like they could have played with this concept so much more mm-hmm. because Clint has done so much bad. Like yeah. he had like the show had the opportunity to show us that he was an equal opportunity murderer. Right. And was rectify he? and rectify the 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 fact that the only on screen deaths we saw Ronan commit were of people of color. Oh, right. You mean as Ronan, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right? Right. Um, and they continued to not do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, they continued to just have us witness him murder more people of color. Uh-huh. And specifically in this one, indigenous people. Yeah. So, it's not, like, the greatest. Mm-hmm. So now we're left with a character who has clearly got more coming to him, like, more properties. We might be seeing Clint actually running uh, the new Avengers or West Coast Avengers or something like that. Oh. Um, and he, and so many fans, like, rightfully so, are really disturbed by this part of his past that everyone is just overlooking and allowing him to have his, like, happy life back. He's right. faced no consequences in this show. Right. Not yeah. once. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I liked the little moments where, like, he went to the Avengers Memorial mm-hmm. and he spoke to natasha there um i liked the i liked the mirroring not that's not the word i want to say call call back whatever when kate is hanging at over the roof and instead of pulling him pulling her up he let her go which is kind of like reminiscent to them on like him and natasha on voromir Um, right and i love that at the end of the fight with you with yelena and clint like clint uses the like special whistle and like reinforces the fact that like he knows who she is he knows how important natasha Mm -hmm. like he knows how important yelena was to natasha and is able to express that like we were good friends um yeah i loved her she was like my sister to Mm -hmm. me and she talked about you all the time and kind of healing that wound 
for Yelena as well. Yeah, I loved that scene with the two of them because they are the only two people in the world who understand the loss of Natasha Romanoff, you know? Uh, yeah. Because they know who she was before. They know her complicated past. They know who she was yeah. post and all the things that she's done and, like, just what her life meant. They really... And they... I mean, di- they were, like, on opposite ends of the spectrum because Yelena didn't yeah. trust Clint. But it it was nice to see that they finally were able to find that in each other of, like, this is the only person who can mourn someone who meant so much to me. And it, and it adds depth to Natasha's... Um, sacrifice as well knowing Mm -hmm. that yelena was snapped those four those five years yeah because she's just reconnected with her sister and then immediately yelena gets snapped Mm -hmm. um and when yelena comes back the first thing that she asks is for her sister and the first thing she finds out is that her sister is dead right and that is so upsetting yeah, when um, she she says to Clint, like, you got so much time with her, I, oh, I cried. Yeah. I also just want to really quickly say that, like, I think that from all of the, like, coming back scenes that we've seen so far, mm-hmm. Yelena had the best one. Mm. Because it was truly, like, watching her brain come to terms with the fact that, like, everything changed in a split second like her brain could not process Mm -hmm. being in like one room but then being in the same room and it's completely different right and so watching the like slow like crawling of the new paint coming through and then like her running through Mm -hmm. the house and like seeing her friends with her friend with like her new family yeah kid and her husband i it was uh a very very good scene yeah um but again clint did not face any consequences he got to go home to his family at the end of this yeah. with no consequences he even got the watch back for his wife mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um he was able to have christmas with his kids and i just right. i just wish that there was more weight mm-hmm. uh, to it rather than just like an internal like sort of struggle that we saw right yeah um i I definitely wish there would have been more more to that because it it was ultimately overlooked. And I honestly, I thought... I, I knew Clint was going to survive the show, but I thought this was his write-off. I thought this was his send-off. Yeah. Um, so the Which fact it that it... clearly wasn't. Yeah, the fact that it wasn't, I was like, okay, well, we better see more follow-through here then. Yeah. Because, yeah. And to have Kate arrest her mom for... Mm-hmm. I don't think nearly as bad a crime. I mean, I guess she did kill the. She did murder the at least one person, or whatever. That the we uncle. Know of. Yeah. Yeah, but like, I, I don't know. Like to to arrest her, mm-hmm. but like be okay with Clint. Right. I think is very like emblematic of Yelena's thought process of like what Avenger. What does that word even mean? Right. You know. I think it just kind of like. I don't know, it calls into question Kate's um, character a little bit. Yeah, and I think part of it is the, like, the idol worship that people have of their heroes, literal in this case, Um, which, you know, I'd like to see examined. Yeah, I just, I just want, I just want what's coming to him. I just want Mm -hmm. 
I know that Clint has a family to fight for and he wants to like be with his family, but like I think that he needs to face the consequences of his actions. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that it should be Natasha Romanoff right now leading a new Avengers team. <laughs> anyway, um, we brought up the watch a couple of times. Yes. This was like big reveal, quite frankly. Okay. I was under strict all caps orders to not look this up because when I was watching it and he was like, and he gave it to her and I was, um, and I was like, oh, it was her watch. And in the light, I had a glare on my TV and I thought it was initials. I thought it said JS. And I, so I texted you that to Sabrina and then I waited for an end credit scene. And then I went back just to see like JS, what could that be? Mm -hmm. And I saw it was numbers. It's 15. Nope. Nope. All right. What is it? Hit me. It's 19. It's Agent 19, mocking, aka Mockingbird, aka Bobby Morse. What? Yep. I forgot about her. Yep. Okay. Mm hmm. Fascinating. What, what does that mean? I Again, mean, I guess it makes I think sense of how they're just they met. following the variant code. Mm. Um, we have been saying for years that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is just not part of the MCU timeline. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I didn't even think, like, that Bobby is living her life in incognito now. Uh, yeah. But I was more of just like, is this comic lore I didn't know? Has yes. Hawkeye always been with Bobby? Ish. Oh. They, they have a history of having been married, but not, like... Staying married? I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know the whole Because I do thing. know he's actually quite messy in the comics, right? He's not a family yeah. man. Right. I mean, like, I think that there is a version of him that is married with kids. I just, it's not the popular version of him. Mm. Um, and that marriage is usually to Agent Bobby Morris. And so, like, the thought mm. process can be that, like, oh, like, that was her, like, agent name. And now she goes by Laura as her like right. real name um because right. they did go into hiding you know that's why like mm -hmm. she did have scenes where she was like talking like an agent and had connects you know mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. especially also how, like, i don't mind that linda cardinelli met? is like a badass right yeah uh i just it kind of bothered me like it bothered me <laughs> a little bit as an agents of shield fan mm-hmm but, like, I, I, again, we've been saying for years that, like, we personally have been saying for years that that's just not part of the timeline. And that Bobby exists for yeah. us there. And mm -hmm. we love her and we stand and we will cry every time we watch the, the spies goodbye. Yep, every um, time. But, but the thought process is either, like, it's that what I just said of, like, mm. the changing names or that, like, the Mockingbird Agent 19 title moves on from person mm -hmm. to person. So maybe she had it originally and then it goes to Bobby Morris, like... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. situation i don't know I, either way that's who it was and i was really excited to see your uh reaction to that and that's why when you <laughs> said that i was like do not look this up <laughs> i need to have this on record i'm actually actually really glad uh i didn't get it spoiled me but on tiktok i mean if i would have seen it i would have scrolled by um but yeah. still i I I haven't been on TikTok as much recently, so I think I've probably missed a few days worth of content since I wasn't yeah, on I, like, I always finale notice, day. I always notice when you're on because you're liking all my videos. <laughs> yep, I am a supportive friend. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, the even the watch was just ended up 
holding sentimental value and it wasn't like a real like right because you kind of get the feeling that they're both clint is on his way to retirement you get the feeling that like they're done their agent days are behind them yeah yeah I really recommend this show. I think that it's definitely one of the best Disney Plus shows that um, yeah. Marvel has put out so far. Um, it's the most like television and the least like just a six-hour movie. I think it's also one of the least bogged down by MCU lore. Like, you, there's obviously you need to have watched a lot of it to get, but they didn't have to do all of the, like, red string conspiracy theories that you had to do with some of the others like you could really just i mean if you had was really the only one that had all of those conspiracy theories it had all the conspiracy theories but um loki was kind of nuts uh this one was just the easiest to enjoy i think yeah you could just like if you had enough context you could just enjoy it yeah which i appreciate Mm -hmm. um anyway Oh my god, I almost wanted to start singing the song, the, like, Captain America Rogers song, (laughs) (laughs) which we didn't talk about, but there's too, there's not enough time anyway. Ridiculousness. I loved it so much. (laughs) And to have it as the end credits scene, too, amazing. Especially when everybody was waiting for a Spider-Man or Daredevil appearance, and they just showed us the Rogers musical. musical. (laughs) I loved it. So great. It was fun. (laughs) Anyway... We'll be with you till the end of the line. Or, I can do this all day! (laughs) (laughs) You can follow me on Twitter at TheSabrinaPet. You can follow Lily at Lily underscore Rugo. And you can follow the podcast at YamFangirls. You can check out our website, EarthsMightiestFangirls.com. And you can email us at EMFangirls at gmail.com. Do not forget to follow me on TikTok at SomeFangirl. And we're on Spotify and Stitcher and Apple Podcasts and all those places. Apparently, you can, like, rate things on Spotify now. So, like, you oh. can rate us on Spotify. Yeah. And um, particularly Apple Podcasts, where you can also leave a review. So, if you mm-hmm. like this episode, leave a review. Mm-hmm. Or you, like, email us or tweet at us. I don't know. Just, like, some feedback. Except yeah. for you, Paul. I don't want any more feedback from you. <laughs> I've also heard all of your secondhand feedback. You are, you have no idea what's coming to us, Lily. Oh my god, okay, I've heard Lily is sending an email, and I will make you read it. Okay, I've had a highlight reel of some of your feedback, oh boy. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's it on my end. Alright, thank you to Dexter Britton for letting us use their song Wonderland, and thanks to us for editing and producing. 